Welcome to Combos with Cam, a podcast from the heart of a 40-ish black native Oakland woman just out here trying to function. It's like your Saturday morning chat with your favorite cousin or your cool aunt, talking about everything and nothing while navigating through the circle of life. From adult friendships to caring for aging parents to the things that aren't always discussed, but maybe should be. Let's talk about it and grow through it together. Hey, 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 what's good, Cam fam? Let's get into this episode. Episode one, my ode to Tuggie. Harold Harvey Sr., my dad, who was affectionately known as Tuggie, was born on September 19th, 1944. He was the youngest of 10 children born in Mississippi, He was raised by his aunt, however, because his mother passed away from complications of childbirth. His father was a preacher and he was a little strict, my grandfather. Um, So that created a little bit of friction um, between my dad and my grandfather. But there was also um, a significant age difference between my dad, who was the youngest, and his oldest sibling, who was 22 years older than him. Um, My dad was brilliant. I'm not just saying that because he was my dad, but he actually was brilliant. I believe he graduated in the top 1% of his class. Um, But in addition to bring, in addition to being brilliant, he was also a great athlete. Um, He played football and basketball while he was in high school. After he graduated from high school, he made his way to Howard University. H U U No. But he left Howard after his first year and enlisted in the Navy. After his tour in the Navy, he moved to California in the late 60s, maybe early 70s. Um, One of the stories that I've often been told about my dad is that he used to bartend at a bar named Harry's in Berkeley. My godmother has a pretty funny story about how my dad bartended some party. It might have been my godmother's husband's uh, bachelor party, but apparently there were a lot of drinks had. And my godmother's now husband showed up to the wedding pretty, you know, you know, but we don't need to talk about that. So um, I say that to say, you know, my dad knew his way around the bar. Might've been one of the things that he passed off to his daughter. Not quite sure. Um, but anyway, he met my mom while she was living in Berkeley. Uh, she was a student at UC Berkeley. They got married in 1976. I was born in 1979. Shout out to the 70s babies. And my younger brothers were born in 1984. They're twins. Um, my dad, for as long as I could remember, worked at the Linear Accelerator Center at Stanford University. He did this for like 30 years, 30 plus years. So we live in Oakland, Stanford is down on the peninsula, and my dad was making that commute every day, well before Silicon Valley popped off to where it is now. But the commute was still pretty bad. And he did that for like 30, 35 years, so he was, you know, committed to his job and committed to 
supporting his family. And that's one of the many, many things that I admire about my dad. Um, some of the memories about my dad. My dad had the greatest laugh. He absolutely had the greatest laugh. You ever hear some of those laughs that are just so infectious that you not only want to laugh, but they they also bring you joy? My dad had that laugh. Um, it was a deep, hearty, from the belly laugh. And he just had the greatest laugh. Um, but in addition to having the greatest laugh, my dad was also a little bit of a prankster. So first story about my dad. My best friend and I, um, she's a year um, older than me, um, best friend from the block. She was a little scary and she didn't particularly care for Thriller by Michael Jackson. I'm not quite sure why she didn't like Thriller, but at the time, Thriller used to scare her. I was going to say scare the bejesus out of her, but she did not fool with Thriller at all. So one day she was leaving the house. My family lived on one end of the block. Her and her family lived on the other end of the block. And she was heading home. She was probably about halfway down the block. And the Thriller video comes on. Now, mind you, I did not coach my dad to do this. I did not coach my dad to do this. I did not coach my dad to do this. But the Thriller video comes on and he's like, hey, go, go run and grab, go run and grab Candace. So I run outside. I'm like, Candace, Candace, come back, come back. My dad want to show you something on the TV. So Candace gets to jogging back to the house and she comes in the house and she sees that Thriller is on and <laughs> me and my dad just start laughing. And she was like, you know what? That's, that's really messed up. I'm leaving. I'm going home. And she kind of stormed out a little bit. Um, she might've been mad in the moment. She might've been mad in the moment, but you know, 30, 30 years later, it's one of the stories about my dad that I tell over and over again, particularly as it relates to her. Cause it's funny, right? It's just, it's funny. Um, but in addition to my dad having like this great laugh and, you know, being a little bit of a prankster, um, he was definitely a very devoted family man and a devoted father and a good friend, a really good friend. Um, in addition to being the prankster and having a good laugh and being very devoted, my dad was a computer geek. Like he was a computer geek before computer geeking was like really a thing, right? So he used to build computers to this day. Um, his man cave is full of all types of computer parts. We got dot matrix printers. We got three and a half inch discs. We have five and a quarter floppies. We got hard drives everywhere. My dad was really into building computers. In fact, um, I got my first computer at four and he would always build my computers. I didn't get like a store-bought computer until I was going to Howard. Um, when I was in high school, uh, 
he and I would instant message in the house. I'd have a computer in my room. He had a computer in his man cave and we're sending instant messages. Mind you, we're not talking about anything, but we're just sharing instant messages in the house because we can. Um, another fun fact about my dad, he was an early fan of Netflix might also be where I get it from. And he may or may not have, you know, gotten, gotten in early on renting your DVDs, burning them and then sending them back. I'm not saying that he did this. I'm not saying that he did, that he did this. Um, another fun fact about my dad is that he was a big town, a big time hometown sports fan. So I'm really from Oakland because I'm really, because I'm really from Oakland though. Um, so the Raiders, the A's and the Warriors. Um, when I was growing up, I tell the story all the time because people would have beef with me because I wasn't a Raider fan. But when I was growing up, the Raiders were in LA. So I grew up a Niner fan but I didn't catch beef about that from my dad. But my dad was a big Raider fan, big A's fan, big Warriors fan. And back in the, you know, 80s and the 90s, they weren't necessarily the greatest teams to watch. Yes, the A's had like back-to-back -back success as it related to going to the World Series, but they only won against the Giants. And that was the earthquake year. Um, I think 1988 is probably the year that I stopped liking the Dodgers. I don't even know if I ever really liked the Dodgers, but I know I don't like the Dodgers because the Dodgers beat the A's in the World Series. But whatever, we're not talking about that. Another fun fact about my dad, um, as much as he was a big sports fan, he was also superstitious. And this is one of the things that he's kind of passed, that he kind of passed on to me. So if we were at home watching a game, if we were watching the A's, if we were watching the Warriors, whatever, and the team wasn't doing well, we were like, oh, we're going to turn this game off because they were clearly playing well before we started watching the game. So we're just going to turn this game off and we're not going to watch it. Mind you, in hindsight, I know that that is not rational, but again, that is one of the things that I got from my dad. And when I was, you know, really big into sports, it is a superstition that I activated often, whether it was watching football, basketball, baseball. There have been times where I have actually been at a game. And if the A's started messing up, I would leave my seats and go stand on the concourse and act like, okay, I'm not watching y'all get it together one time that actually worked, but, um, I definitely, definitely get my sports superstition from my dad. Um, my dad was also a big TV person. He balanced, um, TV and reading. He was really big into sci-fi. Um, my dad was again, a huge, huge TV fan. And he would always have all the channels, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, Stars, all the sports channels. Why? Because he wanted them. And that's what he wanted to spend his money on. 
Okay, sir, you got it. So I'm going to put a pin in it and say the name of the episode is Ode to Tuggy. But if you remember from the introduction, my dad's name was Harold. There was a time when one of my uncles, I want to say it was my uncle Charles, had called the house and asked to speak to my dad. But he didn't say, you know, can I speak to Harold? He said, can I speak to Tuggy? And me being the preteen, tweener, teenager, I was like, there's nobody here by that name. I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. Hung up the phone. My uncle called right back and was like, can I speak to Harold? And I was like, oh, sure. So it was then that I found out that one, my dad's side of the family, everybody has a nickname and they may or may not make sense, but that's what old school nicknames do. They make sense or they don't, but they stick forever and ever and ever. Case in point, my father's name was Harold, but his siblings, his nieces and nephews, everybody called him Tookie or Uncle Tookie. That was just his name. And so once I found out that his name was Tookie, oh, I had a field day with that. Oh, so your name is Tookie. Great. I'm gonna call you Tookie. Going back to nicknames, I used to call my dad Earl, as in Earl from the TV, the claymation TV show, The Dinosaurs. Earl was the dad. I don't know why I used to call my dad Earl. I just did. And between Earl and Tookie, those were the names that stuck for my dad. But Tookie stuck the longest because um, that was his name. That was his name. For all of the things that my dad was, great reader, you know, great in math, scientific mind, analytical mind, good with his hands, devoted family man, great friend. You know, my dad was not perfect. And he had some serious, serious struggles with his health, particularly as he got older. Um, he tried later in life to kind of get get on track and get a handle on things. But my dad ran out of, he ran out of time and he died six days after my birthday in 2012. To say that I miss him terribly is an understatement. But let's go back to the whole Netflix thing. So my dad was one of Netflix's earliest customers. Um, he was getting DVDs here and there. Um, later on, as I got older, I got my own Netflix account, you know, because I'm grown. Got my own Netflix account. And in March of 2012, I started watching Star Trek The Next Generation, one of his favorite shows. And fun fact about me and my dad, my dad was more of a Star Trek person. I am more of a Star Wars person, but I definitely have an appreciation for both of them. So I don't know why, but in March of 2012, I started watching Star Trek The Next Generation from the beginning. You know, binging along and watching, watching, watching. And we come up on May 27th and... On May 27th, they were doing a celebration for the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge was turning 75. And 
they were having this fireworks show. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll go check it out. Um, And I decided to go to a local park and check out the fireworks show and, and see what was going on. And I was watching Next Generation because that's all I was watching because I was binging. And I had gotten to the episode. This was a two-part. This was one of the two-parters on Next Generation. And it was the best of both worlds. So if you're familiar with Star Trek The Next Generation, um, this is the episode where Picard gets captured by the board. So... I pause next generation, go check out, you know, the fireworks show. Quite a few people had the idea to go to the same park, check out the fireworks show and see what was going on. Come home. And my neighbors are standing outside and they're like, oh, they just took your dad to the hospital. And I'm like, okay, long story, less long. Um, My dad passed. He had a heart attack. Um, Later that night, when the reality of his passing had started to set in, I was still a little numb, but I was aware of what had happened. I had started watching Star Trek The Next Generation again. So, as I mentioned, I was watching The Best of Both Worlds. Best of Both Worlds, that two-part episode, um, those were two of my dad's favorite episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, like, ever. So, side note story. Back in the day, like most folks, we had a VCR, and, you know, we would record things as they came on TV so that we could watch them again. So my dad had recorded best of both worlds but he didn't put a label on it I'm, I'm saying that he didn't put a label on it to make myself feel better about what I did so um the Chicago Bulls were going to be on Oprah they had just won their championship and they were going to be on Oprah and my mom asked me to tape it so I just grab a tape and I'm recording the Bulls being on Oprah yeah I grabbed that tape the tape of best of both worlds to say my dad was mad might be an understatement. The good news is, um, he was never really mad at me for long. Hashtag daddy's girl for life. Sorry, not sorry. So going back to the days after my father had passed, um, I, was and will always be eternally grateful for the family and friends who showed up for me and my family during that time. But I really felt my dad's presence while I was watching Star Trek The Next Generation. And I I know that that can sound a little weird. Um, But it was in this moment when it was the days after his passing and I'm trying to find some normalcy in my life that I would just keep watching Next Generation. And this began the annual binge of Star Trek The Next Generation. So for the last eight years, 
usually starting in March, I binge watch Next Generation. Granted, most of the time I fall asleep because after eight years, you've seen all of the episodes. You know what's going to happen. But that's not entirely true because there have been a few episodes here and there that I fell asleep on. But I'm always, always committed to watching all of them. In fact, it wasn't until a few years ago when I was going through my annual binge when I saw Picard sit down at the poker table with the rest of the bridge crew um, and his senior officers. And I'm like, how did I miss this? But even though there were certain aspects of Next Generation that were outdated and can even be a little problematic, again, I still watch Next Generation every year like clockwork. I'm actually in the midst of writing it now or reading it now watching it now. My goodness. I'm actually in the the midst of watching it now, um, which is kind of what triggered me to do this this way right now. So even though I've seen all the episodes at least six times, we'll say six to be safe. Um, I still watch it. And I might laugh a little bit harder when Riker puts his knee on everything. Like, why? I asked myself that question. Why? Why are you put Riker, put your leg down. Please put your leg down. Um, or I might feel a way because Jordy struggled with, you know, being able to get a woman, particularly a black woman. But we're not talking about that right now. We're not talking about that right now. Or when there were the issues of Riker and Deanna and their relationship and then Deanna and Worf and then the Deanna, Riker and Worf thing. Like, I definitely have feelings about that. But all of that said, Next Generation and all of the feels that come from that remind me of my dad. Recently, I was having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine on the subject of watching and enjoying oldie but goodie uh, shows and movies. The oldies hit a little bit differently when it's something that a loved one enjoyed and or it'd be a bonus if it was something special that the two of you shared together. Um... There are memes floating around the internet that reference being sick at home and watching an old school TV show like Matlock or Murder, She Wrote, The Price is Right, Young and the Restless, All My Children. Anyone who has had that experience where they stayed home from school during the day and their mom or their dad or their grandmother or their aunt had to watch them, there's a good chance that you watched one of those shows. And everyone who's had that experience has to reflect and smile. They have to reflect and smile. It's, the, it's a similar thing with me in Next Generation. It's also why my Christmas tradition is the way that it is. My Christmas tradition is also modeled after some of my dad's behavior. So I mentioned earlier, my dad was not perfect. Nobody is. 
but my dad was very much a professional procrastinator and I know where I get it from. I know that I have it honest. He would wait until the last minute to buy his Christmas gifts. So as a homage to him, gifts that I have for, you know, family and friends who are local, I spend Christmas Eve wrapping gifts, much like my dad did when I was younger. Um, But I also do it while I'm watching Star Wars. All of the Star Wars movies in the trilogies, the prequels, the originals, and the sequels. Yes, all nine movies. Yes, I watch them every year for Christmas. And I light a candle. And I do that in memory of my dad. My dad's favorite holiday was Christmas. Um, And I think that was kind of reflected in the very thoughtful way that he gave gifts. My dad was very, very thoughtful and very, very considerate in that way. And that might be another thing that I get from him. I don't know. I say all this to say that I miss my dad so much. And I am such a daddy's girl to this day. And it felt right and it felt organic for me to release my podcast on his birthday and honor him by telling some of his good stories. Because my dad was a good guy. He was a great father. And I just miss him so much. But even in my missing him, I see him every day in my reflection and in my freckles. And for better and worse, or worse, my dad is with me always. This cam fam is my ode to Tuggy. Thanks for checking out this episode of Combos with Cam. Share your thoughts and reflections on today's episode on Instagram or the Twitter at Combos with Cam, hashtag Combos with Cam. Or you can shoot me an email at comboswithcam at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Let's chat soon.